Good morning. Good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome everybody in. Hi, Susie. Oh, she's on. Hey, Mama. All right. Hey, Butterbean. Well, we thank God because, um, you know, from the beginning of time, there's been a battle. Between God created earth and goodness, you know, but there's been a battle between good and evil, light and darkness. Jesus is the light. And uh, so, yeah, there's been this battle, but we thank God because he's given us every weapon that we need to fight. Um, so, so there is there is a, a, a war going on, um, spiritual war. But uh, he's given us everything. He's given us. We can pray. We can get in the Word and and use the Word as because uh, you know, he he honors his Word. He, he is faithful to uphold every promise he's given us, mm-hmm. and then he's also given us this beautiful gift of praise. That, Hallelujah! Yes, you know, Jesus. Uh, you know, Psalm 150, last, the last verse of the, the entire book of Psalms says, let everything that has breath, and every breath, and every breath of life, yes, God. praise the Lord, yeah. praise yes, the Lord, yes, hallelujah. Glory. So we want to invite you to sing along with us. Give us the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus. Yeah. 
attention. This means more. This means more. This means more.
said he'll never leave me and he'll never forsake me. Everybody else might leave you, but Jesus will never leave you. Yes, sir. 
Spirit.
Yeah. 
wind Come like never before Come like a rushing wind Come like never before Come like a rushing wind Come like never before Come like a rushing wind Come like never before Come like a rushing wind Don't want no more I will stay here Until you change me Cause I need you I don't want no more I will stay here Until you change me Cause I need you Don't want I will stay here Until you change Cause I need you Don't want to move I will stay here Until you change Cause I need you So come like a rushing wind Say come like a rushing wind to your name. Come on church, let's praise him. Let's give God all the glory and honor right now. We praise your mighty name, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to your name, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We magnify your name, O oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, let's praise him. Let's worship him. Come on, let's worship the Lord. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Come on, come on, lift up the name of the Lord. Hasha. Glory to your name, Jesus.
Father, we just praise your mighty name right now, Lord. We praise your mighty name right now, Jesus. We give you all the glory and honor right now, Lord. Pastor, we surrender unto you right now. Move, oh God. Move, oh God. We bind everything up that the devil's trying to do. We cast it away from us right now. We speak victory unto your people, Jesus. Right now, Jesus. We have your joy, Jesus. Father, right now in your name, Jesus, purify our hearts and our minds, O oh God. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness, Jesus. We ask that you just touch all those that couldn't be here today, Jesus. Minister to them right now, Lord. All those that are sick, Lord, are dealing with some type of pain or suffering right now, Lord. Touch them right now, Jesus. Such minister Susie right now in your name, Jesus. Uplift her right now, God. Touch her body, Lord. Heal her kidneys right now, Jesus. Lord, go to the source of affliction, Lord. And heal it right now, Jesus. Lord, touch Serena right now in your name, Jesus, Lord. Lord, touch her mind, Lord, right now, God. Hashanah, we bind the devil right now. Everything that's trying to come up against her right now, Lord. Let us seek you as her peace, Jesus. That you strengthen her and guide her, Lord, in all things, Lord. That she be the minister that you called her to be, Jesus. Lord, right now in your name, Jesus, we ask that you just touch all those that are traveling, Lord. Keep them safe, Lord, until they return, Lord Jesus, Lord. Continue to minister as they're gone, Lord Jesus. Lord, right now in your name, Jesus, we ask that you just touch all those that are backslidden and lost, Lord. Restore right now in your name, Jesus. Restore right now in your name, Jesus.
We speak restoration in their heart and in their mind, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Lord, we know that all of our prayers, Lord, are answered according to your will, Lord. And upon our faith, Lord, we trust and we believe in you. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we pray. We say amen. Hallelujah. Sister Shauna, keep your prayer, huh? Yeah. All right. We're going to take up an offering right now. Yes, Lord. This is uh, the first official offering in the new year. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Amen. I hope you remember. Um, don't forget give your tithes. A lot of people say you have to give tithes, but you know what? <laughs> if you're blessed because of it, why not? Amen. 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 I'd rather do it than not do it. Right? Amen. All right. So stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. Oh, I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. Singing glory, hallelujah. Jesus lifted me. Oh, Satan had me bound, but Jesus set me free. Satan had me bound, but Jesus set me free. Satan had me bound, Jesus set me free. Singing glory, hallelujah. Jesus lifted me, oh, and I'll tell the world. Jesus lifted me, I'll tell the world. Jesus lifted me, I'll tell the world. Jesus lifted me, singing glory, hallelujah. Jesus lifted me, oh, I'm so glad. Jesus lifted me, I'm so glad. Jesus lifted Oh, I'm so glad Jesus lifted me, singing glory, hallelujah. Jesus lifted me, take it home. I'm so glad. Oh, I'm so glad Jesus lifted. Oh, I'm so glad Jesus lifted me, singing glory. Glory, glory, Jesus lifted me. Testing. There we go. Testing. Praise the Lord. I'm going to sing. Then you can do the video. Then we'll, you know, go on with service. Praise the Lord.
I'm ready. So this is a song that's very simple. And um, you all can sing along with me once you get past the first verse. It's just repeating itself. So, you know, very, very simple. Enemy may take some things, but he can't take my worship. Can't take my worship. Oh, the enemy may take some things, but he can't take my worship. Can't take my worship. Oh, the enemy may take some things, but he can't take my worship. Can't take my worship. Oh, lungs. Breathe, mouth, sing, hands, reach. This is my way to victory. Lungs, breathe, mouth, sing, hands, reach. This is my way to victory. Lungs, breathe, mouth, sing, hands, reach. This is my way to victory. Oh, the enemy may take some things, but he can't take my worship. Can't take my worship. Oh, the enemy may take some things, but he can't take my worship. Can't take my worship. Oh, the enemy may take some things, but he can't take my worship. Can't take. Can't take. May take some things. Can't take. So, so we say.
but he can't take my worship. He can't take my worship. Oh, the enemy may take something. He can't take my He can't take my He can't take all enemy. Jesus, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory to your name, Jesus.
Lord. Hallelujah. Y'all have to let Bishop know when he comes back that I got the groovy one. I got someone with some beat in it. You heard? He can have that old stuff. I'll get the new stuff. You heard? Do we have any any visitors? First time visitors? You can you introduce yourself? <laughs> okay, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Anybody else here for the first time? No? All right. All right, young people, you're dismissed for your classes. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that reaction from the young people before. I think they were sad to see it to go. Now, that's okay. It's all right. Y'all can stay if you want, you know. <laughs> like, you got a lot of sun, brother. <laughs> Just wouldn't say. I don't think I've ever seen you that dark in my entire life. I'm just saying. So, got some good tan. You know, as I was as I was studying, and um, uh, Brother Jim asked me to sing. Uh, there was a song. There, that song was something that I, I I have been. It's been on my heart probably within the last year or so, and. Um, one of the things that it, it really touched my heart is that, you know, it was talking about how, you know, the enemy will obviously try and do things and he'll try and come up against you and he'll, he'll try and do things and take things away from you. But the one thing that he can't take is your worship. Is he can't take your voice away from you giving God glory. He can't do any of that thing. God is the one that gives you breath. If he decides to take your breath, it's something different. But the enemy can't take your breath. So you might as well always worship him. And and I thought it went along with the message, but I didn't know I was going to sing that until probably about an hour before church, you know, um, or hour before choir, you know. But uh, it, it goes along with the message. And um, I, I really think that it's going to encourage a lot of you. Um, let me let me pray. Lord Jesus, Lord, we thank you, God, for everything that you do in our lives, Lord. Lord, I ask that right now that I decrease, Lord, and that you increase, God. And Lord, that your word, Lord, be magnified unto your people, God. Lord, that this bring forth the fruit that you desire in their life, Lord, and that it bring forth 30, 60, 100 fold in their life, God. We thank you and we glorify you in all things. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we pray. We say amen. But the title of the message today is there's a hedge about you, that God has a hedge about you. And and uh, uh, the subtitle, I would say, is be the righteous. You know, um, uh, God, he he wants to have a hedge about you. And uh, I, I'm sure most of you know, if you've read the Bible or understand that and that you've seen the, the scriptures that we're going to go over, that it, it, it talks about Job. And one of the things that the Bible describes Job as is a perfect, upright man, one that puts off evil and fears God. And there is something that the enemy does that I've never really paid attention to is that he has a discussion about Job with God. He has a whole conversation about Job with God. And and and, and as as I was talking to God and I he said, I have a hedge about my people. 
I have a hedge about my people, the people that are with me. I have a hedge about them. And, and, and you need to understand in order for you to have this hedge, you have to be the righteous, though. You have to be the righteous. And being the righteous doesn't mean uh, bad things won't happen to you. Uh, it actually means that God has chosen you because he knew that you would be willing to represent him even in the good and in the bad. So that means that there's going to be some bad times. There's going to be some things that come upon you that aren't always going to look good. And, and, and God put this person upon my mind to really make me think about this and, and understand this. And, and, and if you don't mind, Sister Porter, I'm going to talk about you. Because God, God really put you on my heart and my mind as, as he was talking about that. You have a sister that's dealing with a lot of loss. I mean, unspeakable loss. Things that you couldn't even imagine. And, and you know, uh, was it about 10 years ago you lost your son? 18 years that she lost her son. And, and last year, she lost her daughter. Just a few months ago, she lost her husband. You talk about loss, but God says he has a hedge about her. He has a hedge about her. That means that, no, that no matter what she's going to go through, that God had a conversation about with this with the devil. And Satan thought, oh, no, I can just do what I want to do. I can just mess with her life and that she will curse God and die. But that won't happen. Because God knew that she's going to be one that's going to stand up and say, no, I thank God through the good and through the bad. Doesn't matter what I've been through. Doesn't matter what. No, I understand, Lord. You may have taken some things from me, but you can't take my worship. You can't take this from me because I'm going to always praise God. See, I don't know about you, but I want God to have conversations about me to Satan. That he chooses me to go through the trials and tribulations because I'm going to come out and I'm going to come out victorious. See, uh, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about Job now and, and see how he, he wants us uh, to have, how he wants to have a hedge about us too. Um, uh, Job dealt with a lot of loss and he dealt with a lot, uh, loss of property and his children, um, and his wealth even to, uh, uh, he dealt with great loss, his kids, his property, his health issues, and even his wife. And Job 1, 13, uh, 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 through 13 through 19, it says, and there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in the, uh, the in the eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, have ye slain the servants of the edge of the sword? And I am I am only escaped the only one to tell thee. And while ye has yet speaking, there came another and said, the fire of God has fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I am the only one to escape to tell thee, escape to tell thee. While ye has yet, yet speaking, there was yet another and said, the Chaldeans came out of three bands and fell upon the camels and carried them away. Yea, they slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I am the only one escaped to tell, alone to tell thee. And while yet he was speaking, there came another 
and said, thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in the eldest brother's house. And the, the behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smoke from the four corners of the house. And it fell upon the young men and they are all and they are dead. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. I don't know about you, but this is devastating. This is devastating stuff. You talk about you can't people are running over each other to tell you about how only one, there's only four of his servants that's coming to tell him about what happened, about his wealth, about the things that have gone through. His servants got consumed by the fire of God. His sheep, his and and, and enemies came and they took his his camels. They took his uh, uh, they took the oxen and, and the asses that were feeding beside them. And he just had all this stuff that happened. Then at the very end of it. His children, they all died. And this is so devastating. He lost all of his wealth, his servants, and his children in one moment. This wasn't a thing of like, oh, this was years upon each other. This was in moments after moment after moment. All at one time, this happened. You talk about trauma. You talk about what you've been through. My God. You, you, you talk about how, how difficult it would be. And remember, the Bible says that Job was a perfect and upright man. One that, uh, that puts away or puts evil off. See, he, he, he just lost his children. He just lost his property. He just lost most of his wealth. How could this be? How could this happen to a perfect and an upright man and man that puts off evil? How could God let this happen to a man like that? A true man of God. Because God knew something about Job that Satan didn't. He knew that the devil thought that he had, he had just, it was just about the hedge. But it, his hedge about Job. And it, 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 it wasn't tied to his relationship with Job. It was only about the hedge. It was only about, he thought that if I take these things away, if I pull this from him, even if I kill his children, He's not going to be faithful to you. He's not going to surrender to you. But Job is devoted to God because, remember, he's a perfect and upright man and one that puts off evil and fears God. So uh, uh, Job 6 through 10, uh, 6 through 10, and it says, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to, uh, to present, present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord uh, and said, Oh, from going to and from the earth and walking up and down it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Has thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in, in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God not? Uh, hast thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about uh, all that is on the on every side and thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land see this is really the, a really powerful part to me God named Job he named Job by what he was going through like no 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 he, he understood the call of Satan he understood what he was doing. And, and I love it how, you know, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you've been in trouble, but you try to act like you're not, you didn't do anything wrong. 
you know, oh, I was just doing this, that, and the other. But, you know, your mama, your daddy already know where you've been, what you've been doing. Like, I remember this one time, my, me and my cousins, we were going around, and we were, we were supposed to be going out to eat. And I think it was a, a, a Resurrection Sunday or Easter Sunday, and we were sitting there, and we, 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 were, we were not supposed to go into the little creek that was by my neighborhood. And we decided we were going to go in the creek. So we went inside the creek anyway, and we came back, and my mom knew we went back inside the creek. And the reason being is because our shoes and our feet and everything was muddy, but we tried to act like we was cool. They didn't, she, she wouldn't have known, but she knew by the things that she that we were doing, that we, how we operated. I even think this is the first time I think I heard my Uncle Louie yell, because Tamia had uh, 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 his leather jacket on, and we decided we were going to go in the creek anyway, you know. But it was one of those things that it happened where you can recognize. But that's what the enemy was doing. He was walking around acting like he wasn't doing nothing wrong. Oh, where, where are you coming from? Oh, well, I was just, you know, going to and from the earth, walking up and down it. But this is the part that's powerful to me, is that when he names Job, he understands that, no, this is a righteous man. This is the one I've already, I, I, I'm labeling off his credentials of how good he is to you. Because I know you've been creating havoc, devil. I know you've been going around to the people that aren't good and just ruining their life. Because that's what the Bible says, that he was walking up into and from. That's when, out of his own testimony, I've, I've been up and down the earth just going to and from. You're creating havoc on the world. You're doing what you do. You are operating like you're the prince of this world doing whatever you feel like in people's lives and tearing them apart. So God puts it to test Job, the perfect and upright man, the one that fears God and assures evil, who puts off evil. And I understand something, that it was a, the, the hedge that he has about him. What a hedge means, it means to be fenced up or uh, to be fenced about, hedged up, to be entwined, to be shut in. That God had a protection about him. So when he was when he was trying to do all these other things, he never even considered Job. Because you you think that, oh, your relationship with God is so tight that everything's so cool that you ain't gonna mess with him. So God said, No, go ahead, test him. Test him. See, God has a hedge about Job, and he knows it, and the devil knows it. He's the same thing with you. So when bad things start to happen, when things don't start going in your way, you should understand God has had a conversation with Satan about you. That there's some things that's going on, even though you may not like what you're going through, even though it may not be in a position where things feel all great and so wonderful, but we know God is good all the time. That he's going to be the one that gets you and delivers you out of it. That you should understand that God sees you as somebody, that you're honorable, that you're upright, that are perfect before him, and one that eschews evil, that puts off evil. You should be one that should be praising God and giving God glory because God has a hedge about you. He's shut you in. He's fixed you in. He's protected you. Satan understood this relationship that he had with, uh, with Job, but he thought because he had all this stuff, that was the reason why God was protecting him. 
He thought because he's been uplifted, his, uh, his, all the works of his hands have been blessed by you. you know, all the things of his substance, all that's increased in the land. I see how you favor him. So I'm not going to mess with him. I'm not going to bother him. Why would I choose him? Because God wants you to be defeated, Satan. He wants people to understand that even when you're in your darkest hour, when things bad are happening to you, that you can give God glory because God has a, he has a hedge about you. But you have to be the righteous, though. You have to be the righteous. Uh, uh, that's why God allowed it to happen not only once, but twice. See, the first thing that happened was his children, his, all of his wealth and all his servants and, and all of his uh, animals and all those things that went away. But now he attacked his health. Now, I can tell you this is a big one with one way ministry. This is a big one with one way ministry. People's health is being attacked even as we speak. But you shouldn't bow down to it. You should give God glory through it. And, and Job 2, 1 through 6, it says, And again, there was a day when the sons of God came, present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came up also among them to present himself before the Lord. And, and the Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and from the earth and from walking up and down it. And, be, and the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant, uh, my servant, uh, my servant Job? That there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. And still he holdeth fast his integrity. Although thou movest against me, him, him, me, me, him, against him to destroy him without cause. And Satan answered the Lord and said, skin for skin. Yea, all that uh, man hath, will he give his give for his life. But put forth thine hand now and touch his bone and his flesh and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, behold, he is in thine hand, but save his life. If you read in verse uh, verse nine, this is where his wife starts tripping. And verse nine, it says, then he said, uh, then said his wife unto him, dost thou still remain thine integrity, curse God and die. See, Job was now was not only attacked with his family and his property and his wealth and his wife, seeing him suffer, told him just to curse God and die. See, it, it must have been real bad. And, and the Bible describes him having boils all over his body from the head, from his head all the way down to his toes. And so I just think that she saw him and thought, you look deformed, brother. There's a there's something wrong with you. You just need to go ahead and just give up the ghost. Just die. Curse God and die. But that's not what it, that's not how, how Job was. This is how you can tell it was about the love that he had for God. In the midst of, of this, he will call through his, he will call on God through his trial and tribulations. He, he worships and defends God. And each moment when that happened, when Satan attacked, he praises. He gives God glory. He worships him. In Job 21, 20 through 22, it says, and this is right after his, his children had died and all the things that just happened with the servants were coming back and forth to him. And it says, then Job arose 
and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped. And it said, naked came I uh, out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all this Job sinned not and nor charged God foolishly. See, that's a righteous an up, a perfect and an upright man. See, Job, 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 Job fell on his face and he, he worshiped. That in the midst of what was happening, the next verse, right after he finds out his children have been killed, the first thing he does is he bows down and he starts worshiping God, shaves his head, goes to the mantle and goes down to the ground and worships God. He says, no, I came in this world with nothing and I'm going to leave with this world with nothing. But blessed be the name of the Lord. No, blessed be God. No, I don't care. I don't care what happened. I know it's tough. I know my heart is hurting. But God, you are good all the time. My struggle has nothing to do with how good you are in my life. My circumstance has nothing to do with how good you are in my life. You will always be perfect. You will always be good. You will always take care of me. It doesn't matter. Even if this is my last breath, Lord, I'm going to praise you. I came in this world with nothing and I will leave with nothing. And blessed be the name of the Lord. See, when we go through things, when we have things that happen and we start losing things and we see our finances getting low or we lose a job or somebody in our family dies or a bad thing seems to happen, it doesn't matter. Sometimes we're not that perfect and upright man. We start to question God. See, one of the things that God said is this, is that what, what the Bible says is that he, he Job sinned not. And nor did he charge God foolishly. That means he didn't question God what God was doing. God, you, you know better than I do. No, I know that this is difficult. I know it looks bad. But you know what? <laughs> You're still good. I'll still bless you for all always. See, will you still praise the Lord even when things are going wrong? See, because God has a hedge about you. Once you start recognizing that God has a hedge about you. There's going to be some things that's shake, shaking in your life. I'm going to tell you. Because remember, he's had a conversation about you with Satan. He's considered you as somebody now that can pass a test. Because sometimes you've been one of those people that were like just being messed with Satan. You know, remember, he was walking to and from the earth. This was the second time that God talked to him about it. Because the second time he presented himself before the Lord, he had already messed with Job. That means that after he did this, after Job did this, after he started praising God and worshiping God right after his he left him alone. He stopped. God had to set him up again. Oh, you think that it was just, oh, I, I look, I, haven't you considered Job? Remember last time? You did this and that did that to him. You took his family. You took his children. You did that. Oh, okay, God. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. But you still got a hedge about him. So, but if you touch his skin, then he'll curse you. Then he'll be the one to say, oh, no, I'm done with you, Lord. 
No, you, you don't understand how righteousness works. You don't understand, Satan, how, how I'm, I'm, I'm setting you up for the attack. Because you think that this is an attack on him. Because we also often think that we're being attacked by the enemy, which is it's, it's semi-true. We are being attacked by the enemy. But the things that we're going through are tests so that way we can come out of it victoriously. Those are, no, those are small little trials and tribulations so that way we can build up that experience that we have and go forward in Christ and say, look how good our God is. Look what he delivered me from. I once was almost dead, but God delivered me and saved me. I once was lost in sin, but God cleansed me up and washed me and made me new. I used to think like this, that one that was uh, uh, wretched and, and doing all the things that was wrong. But now I think of holiness and righteousness and peace. See, now you're somebody that can pass the test. Now God is showing you, no, I have a hedge about you. Once you recognize that the enemy starts to attack you, you should know God has a hedge about you. No, when things start to, to shift a little bit out of your favor, you should not be in the place where, God, what's happening? You shouldn't question God. You should be down on your face and worshiping God and thanking him and blessing him and saying, God, you are good all the time. I don't care about what this uncomfortable feeling I'm going through because this is just temporary. I, I plan on being in heaven with you. And if this is that time, then this is that time. See, we understand this, that his health was affected. And when, his, when, when people's health is affected, that's the biggest thing that you come in your mind that you start to question God in. Like I've told you before, I'm a bigger baby when I get sick. And when I feel like I'm on the, I, I could just be having a, 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 the chills or something like that, I think I, it may be time for me to go, God. Oh, God. Maybe it's time for me to go. I don't know. I'm ready to give up the ghost and everything. But obviously God sees me through it and he helps me through it. And he's told me, you're being a baby. You're going to live, not going to die. But if by chance he decides not to heal me, I'm okay with it. Because I have an understanding of where I'm going. It's not about this life. It's no longer about this life. See, this is why God told me uh, uh, when, when, when Brother Malik was, was, was dealing with his illness and one of the things that God told me and I was sitting there, uh, Bishop told me he had just went to go see him. God told me to go see Brother Malik. And, and one of the things that God told me is this, is that you should be jealous of him. No, you should be jealous of him. And I said, wait, why God? He's sitting in the hospital bed. He's not feeling well. God said, no, but he's about to be with me. See, I don't know about you, but I want to make heaven. And being in a position like that, I, I know that there may have been some pain and suffering going through it, but no longer there's no more pain. There's no more suffering. There's no more going through it now. Now all that is is glory. That's what I'm looking for. God said, "Go now go tell him that. And when I went to go tell him, from my understanding, he was much better. After that, he was better. He, he was ready to go. Matter of fact, he was ready to give me his shoes. Uh, sister, sister Porter told me, he said, no, no, no. 
He said, no, you can get your, get my get, get my shoes to Brother Pastor Derek, you know. Because he's always talking about my shoes, you know. I don't know if that means that I need better shoes or he likes my shoes. Sometimes I can always tell when Brother Malik likes my shoes because he'd tell me, them shoes is hard, Derek. Thanks, Brother Malik. But maybe I need some harder shoes, I guess. But to understand that you're going to be in no matter what you're going through. But health is a big thing that we all deal with because it's something that we can't control. It's something that it, that 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 scares us into either faith or into doubt. Because sometimes you may be dealing with something, an illness or something like that. But God has you to go through it so that way when you come through it. People see how victorious you are in it. And sometimes we've had many saints already that you're going to pass away from it, but you're going to gain heaven out of it. So you should be happy one way or the other because God has a plan for you. And I pray that your plan, his plan for you is that you eschew evil and you become a perfect and upright man and live out according to the will of God. But it, it affected his health. And, and, and this is what we see what Job responded to when his wife was talking crazy to him. You know, your wife will talk crazy to you from time to time. You know that, right? Y'all laughing, but I don't hear any men saying amen, you know. <laughs> Speak for myself. Okay. <laughs> you know who said that, don't you, Sister Christina? Yeah, she over there cracking up now. She about to say something crazy to you in about 20 minutes or so. But this is what it says in, in, in Job 2 and 10. It says, but he said unto her, thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh." What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God? Of, of God and shall we receive not, uh, not e receive evil? In all this did not Job sin with his lips. See, Job's wife spoke evil of the Lord and and. and and Job said, no, wait, what do you mean I need to curse God and die and just be done? But that's not what we do. That's not, I know, I know I must look bad. I must have a lot of boils on my body, something that you don't want me anymore. I get it, but I'm not going to go against my God just because I'm uncomfortable. I'm not going to go against my God just because uh, I, 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 I don't feel good. See? He was not coming against God with his lips, and he was only going to praise the Lord and worship him with all that he was going through. Uh, being the righteous means that you have to depart from evil. This means you have to separate yourself from the things that aren't right and then do good. And in Psalms 37 and 27, it says, depart from evil do good, and do good and dwell forevermore. Uh, what we are, what we are to do is to depart from evil. Evil. If Job started to curse God, then he would not be considered to be one that was righteous and upright and perfect before the Lord. But he decided to depart from evil, and this would uh, this would make him the upright man that God called him to be. See, this is what the uh, the the Satan's plan is: is when he starts to attack you, that he wants you to talk crazy and do crazy things and not even just just with you but with the people are that are around you 
you know, you, sometimes when you don't feel good, your real self comes out. You start gossiping about people, talking crazy about people. You start telling you this one and that one, how that shouldn't have happened. No, the Bible says depart from evil. Those are evil things. In Psalms 30, 34, 7, 14 through 17, it says, depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry and the Lord hear it and deliver them out of their all, all of their troubles. See, it says to depart from evil and do good, meaning that you have to do good to everyone, not just the righteous, but also the unrighteous. Because if you don't do good with, to the unrighteous, then how can you be considered to be the righteous? This means that you're trying to be like Christ in everywhere you go. So those people that offend you, you still have to be righteous to them. You still have to, those people that talk bad about you, you still have to love them and be righteous unto them. Those people that offend God, you still have to be righteous unto them. You can't misrepresent Christ anywhere you go or anything that you do. Because now you are no longer somebody that departs from evil. If you return evil with evil, the Bible says, what good are you? How can you operate like that? How can you, how can they see a difference in you? See, uh, uh, there was a, <laughs> there was a funny thing that happened while we were in Vegas. We went to go see Serena graduate and, um, uh, before we left on, on that Friday, we went to a place where, uh, 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 you know, obviously it was in, everything is in a casino, but the food and stuff like that, we went in and we were going to uh, sit at a buffet and we ate. And there was a woman that walked around and she had, uh, something on her shirt or somehow, some way, Paulette recognized that she was a witch. She said, Ooh, look at that. That's, that woman's a witch. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm sure there's been many of them here, you know, that's, she's just bold enough to walk around in it, you know. So Paulette had on one of these little shirts that I, uh, I, I love, the little kingdom and will, and it said, saved by grace. And she said, I'm going to put my chest out even more. I'm going to put it out even more. And I said, well, that's not going to win her. I, I, that's not going to win her, is it? Because that's not, that saved by grace is what we are. That her, that don't mean nothing to her. Those are just writings upon there. No, I get it. I understand. But if you really were being the righteous, you would win her over to Christ. You would show her the love of God. You would tell her, you know what? God loves you. God loves you. I, I, I just wanted to let you know. No, I, I, don't, I don't care what you represent. I don't care what you do. I just want to let you know this, that God loves you. But sticking out your chest or saying something about what she is, that's not winning her over. That is, matter of fact, that's what the enemy is setting you up to do. He's causing you now to operate like them. Because the reason why they do it, the reason why you're wearing your shirt is that's what you proclaim. The reason why they wear their shirt is that's what they proclaim. But I already know my God works in silence. 
He does great things. He'll speak to you in the middle of the night. I can just go lay my hands on you and say, I bless you. I, have you have, I hope you have a great day. And God will move something in their life and change them completely. Next thing you know, they're having nightmares and then they're going somewhere and then they seek God's face. Because God is after their soul. We don't care about what they're wearing or what they're doing. He's, we have to be the righteous. We have to depart from evil. We can't act like the evil. See, God is trying to get us to understand because this is really, really, really what we really want. We want God to hear our cry, don't we? Because we're going to cry. There's going to be something in our life that we're going to need to cry out on God for. But the Bible says that he hears the righteous cry. And if I don't depart from evil, then I'm not a righteous. I can't be the, up, the upright man that God called me to be. See, the Lord is not with them that do evil. And the righteous cry and he hears them and causes salvation for them in their troubles. Remember, this is from those that depart from evil. Then that is only who God will hear. Jesus wants us to, uh, uh, to be able to love one another and love without pretense. I mean, we don't have any expectation. We, we love no matter what. And we're called to put, our, or put away evil. Uh, Romans 12, 9 through 10, and it says, let love be without dissimulation. Abhor the which is evil. Cleave to them which is good. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honoring, preferring one another. In order for this to happen, you must be transformed. That's what the Bible says. If you read up, Paul is already talking to the, 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 the Roman church and he's explaining to them and he says that in order for you to love you have to love without pretense or pretending this has to be something that's real to you you have to really love them you know you know uh, uh, th there's this thing where people put on their uh, 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 their nice voice you know you're talking to somebody professional you put on a nice voice but if it's your homie that call you be like what are, what are you doing what you talking about? But then you're going to be professional when you're talking to somebody you don't know. But that's not the real you. The real you is what up, though? That's what the real you is. <laughs> that's the real you. You know, Mr. Tracy talking about that ain't me because that's a, a Detroit saying, what up, though? Watch too much BMF and all that stuff, you know. But this is the real thing. Is that God says you have to be real. You have to love each other with real love. That you have to put away evil and hold on to good and being kindly affectionate to one another. The word kindly affectionate means to be loving like a parent or a child. You know what that means? That means unconditional love. Unconditional love. I saw somebody say, say this, how, how, um, uh, 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 Jeffrey Dahmer's love, uh, father loved him unconditionally. Even though he was the monster that he was, he did these horrible things, he loved him regardless because that's his son. Just like us. No, we know our children can do crazy things, but we still love them. God's telling you, you have to love one another like that. 
That means when somebody spits in your face or talks crazy about you, you still have to love them. And you have to love them unconditionally. Love them to the point where it doesn't matter what they've done. No, I know that's the difficult, but remember, we try to be the righteous. If you can't love like that, you can't be the righteous. You can't be like Christ. Because that's what happened to Christ. He was spit upon. His body was ripped upon him. Pieces of flesh came upon him, off of him. Like, and he did all this to love those people. The very people that put the nails in are the very people he died for. So if God did that with them, why doesn't he want us to do that with others? So when we're offended, we should understand, no, God, we have to love just like you love. We have to have that unconditional love with our brothers and sisters in Christ that if we're called to be the righteous, then we're going to go through some things. We may have some things that's happening, but we have to love like you regardless. I always know that this, this, this we, we don't always do this, which means that we don't always put away evil like the word says. This applies to husbands and wives as well. As a matter of fact, I use this as a scripture a lot of times to get them to understand. No, sometimes you just don't like your wife or you don't like your husband, but that doesn't mean anything. That's a trick of the enemy. The Bible says that you are to be kindly and affectionate to one another and brotherly love. Regardless of anything, if you're born again and you have the Holy Ghost and you're living this life out, you have to be kindly and affectionate one to another, no matter what it looks like, no matter what they did. You have to love them always. And you have to honor them by preferring one another. That means stop thinking about yourself and think of their needs. Now, I often say this when people are upset with each other. But that's how God wants it to be. No, I know. No, I know you don't want to see their face right now. Bible says you can be angry, but sin not. Don't go around there just cussing and doing all that stuff. But you need to make sure that you have brotherly love. You love your husband. You love your wife. It doesn't matter what they do. And you're honoring, preferring over your own needs over theirs. See, God wants to make sure that we're operating like this at all times so that way we can be the righteous. Because remember, he has a hedge about you. He has a hedge about you, but you have to be the righteous. David wrote one of a lot of psalms, but a specific psalm that spoke to me about a perfect way, and it really touched me. Uh, in Psalms 101, 2 through 6, and it says, I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when, when wilt thou come unto me, I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. And I hate the work of them that turn aside, and it shall not cleave to me. A forward heart shall depart from me, and I will not know a wicked person. Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him uh, that hath uh, a high look and a proud heart will not I suffer. Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land that they may dwell with me, and he that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. Now, 
We know David wrote this, and like I said, he wrote a lot of them, a lot of Psalms, but this one touched me because he talked about his behavior, behaving wisely in a perfect way. This means that he had a desire to act wisely or, and, and, uh, and to do it with purpose. And, uh, and in order for that to happen, he had to walk in accordance with the perfect rules of what was right. This means that he will, uh, that we will make the guide that make these his guidelines and we will also aim to be perfect and he will behave in a way that is in a perfect standard, not unto him, but unto God. So David was not saying that he was perfect. As a matter of fact, he was never acting like anything that, that he was ever, that he wasn't. He, it, it was something that made me understand that David understood that he was a real sinner. He understood that God redeemed him. He knew that he was a man with faults and one that fell and one that wasn't always righteous. But he aimed and behaved in a way that was wisely and perfect, a perfect way unto God. See, this is something that we should do in our own lives. We have to make sure that we're at, uh, our behavior is going to be, act as if we're in a perfect way with God. That we're operating like God. He wasn't trying to act like he has never sinned. He, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we know that David wrote Psalms about how greatly he sinned. If you read Psalm 51, that's the whole thing about how he messed up with him and, uh, and Bathsheba. He met, no, and that's one of my favorite Psalms because it talks about a broken and contrite heart God will not refuse. He talks about putting a new, a, a new spirit within him. He understands, no, God, I messed up. I've done some things that's not right. But then it says this, that he, he, he says this in this scriptures. He says that, uh, I, that I will hate them. Well, I'll hate the work of them that turn aside and he will not do anything to, to those that don't repent, that refuse to repent. Because of their pride, they will turn on and do crazy things and they'll even talk about their neighbors. So if I know that you're operating with pride, if you're doing all these things with pride, then I know you're not going to be somebody that's considered to be righteous. You'll talk about anybody. You'll do anything to anybody. I don't, uh, your heart isn't right. See, he says uh, a, a forward heart will not depart from, 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 uh, uh, will not depart from him. And he won't leave them. And he will not suffer those that, uh, that think of themselves as something and those that choose to not repent. But if I want to be the righteous, I cannot think of myself as anything but as a sinner saved by his grace. See, I have to behave myself in a way that's a perfect way unto God. See, not, not that I am perfect, but I pursue perfection and God, and because of God, he makes me righteous. He makes me upright. He makes me uh, uh, pure and holy and he saves me because of this. In Psalms 97, 10 through 12, it says, Ye that love the Lord and hate evil. He preserveth the souls of his saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. Light is sown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. 
Rejoice in the Lord, ye rejoice, and give thanks at remembrance of his holiness. If you love the Lord and you have uh, you have to not participate in evil and have to be willing to put off evil, he will take care of the souls of his saints. He will help them and, and protect them from the wicked. This is a part of being the righteous. This means that you cannot be hating on your brother or sister in Christ. You cannot operate in pride and have prideful thoughts or, or, or act in a prideful way. You can't treat people any kind of way. But remember, God has called you to be the righteous because he has a hedge about you. And if you're looking for God to respond in the midst of your trouble, there may be need, a need for your adjustment in your heart or how you treat others because there is a hedge that he has about you, but you have to be the righteous in order for God to deliver you from the wicked. The light will be shown for the righteous and gladness for the heart of the, for the upright in heart. God is looking for you to be the righteous. See, we have to understand saints. God wants to have a hedge about us. He wants to have, he wants us to be fenced in. He wants us to be protected and he's going to do this but we need to make sure that we're the upright, that we're that man that's seeking to be uh, perfect before the Lord. One that's looking to do the will of God. And even in trouble that we call on his name, even when bad things happen, that we know God is going to be God and he's going to be good in our lives regardless. God has a hedge about you, saints. All you need to do is just be the righteous. Father, in your name, Jesus, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for everything that you've shown us today, Lord. Lord, right now, in your name, Jesus, God, I ask that you just move today, Lord. Touch our hearts and our minds, Lord. Lord, show us, Lord, the things that we thought, Lord, we were being righteous at, Lord. And you change it into your way, God. We put our own righteousness, Lord, before your own way, God. And we've called it righteous. But you, Lord, are the only one that is righteous and pure. Correct our hearts and our minds, Jesus. Touch us, Lord, in all things that we do, Lord. We just want to be uh, uh, like Job, God, perfect and upright in, your way, in our ways before you, Lord. One that it puts off evil, God. Lord, we want, to have a, you, we want you to have a hedge about us, Jesus. So make us the righteous, Lord. Lord, we know that there's some things that we may have done, Lord, that's not always right, Lord. But right now, Lord, we, we confess unto you and we repent, Lord. We're asking you, God, right now, Lord, change our ways before you, Lord. Make us more like you, Lord. Let us love unconditionally like you do, Jesus. Let, us, let the world be one unto your love, Lord Jesus, Lord, and let us walk like you did in this earth, Lord. Looking to save those, Lord, that have fallen away, God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We give you all the glory and honor right now, Lord. We just trust you right now, Lord. Lord, there may have been some things that we've lost along the way, God. 
But Lord, they can never, Lord, the enemy can never take our worship, Lord. Can never take anything from us, Lord, that has to do with you, Jesus. We just praise you right now, Jesus. If there's anybody that wants to be the righteous, you can come forward. You may have had some unrighteous thoughts. You may have recognized in your life Lord, there were some things that you weren't doing righteously. But God wants to make you perfect and upright before him. We thank you, Jesus. Anything that you're dealing with, God says he'll, he'll take care of it for you. He'll deliver you from right now. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Anything that you're looking for from the Lord, God said he'll do it. He'll perform it right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, touch him right now, Jesus. Strength, Lord, let him continue to praise you, Lord, through all things, Lord. Your deliverance, Lord, is what you want to do in his life, Lord. Complete deliverance right now in your name, Jesus. No more turning back, Lord. Only unto you, Lord. Submitted unto you completely, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Your strength be upon him right now, God. A perfect and upright man before you right now, Jesus. Let him walk in your way, Jesus. Continue to uplift them right now, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We surrender unto you right now, Lord. It's all about you, Jesus. I put my priority straight, Lord. It's all about you, Jesus. I lay it all before you right now, Lord. When I feel a pulling, Lord, to the left or the right, Lord, I ask you to straighten me, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I've left her right now, Jesus. Give her your courage right now, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Touch him right now, God. Yes, Lord. All oh, the suffering may have been nothing, Lord. Nah, it's, it's not for nothing, Lord. Continue to give him your strength, Lord. As he stands in the gap for his wife right now, Lord. Speak healing into our life right now, Lord. 
as he's being the covering that you call for her right now, Jesus. Speak it to her right now, Lord. Healing upon his hands, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Touch her right now, Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. We thank you, Jesus. God called you to be a minister. Hey, Baba Basato. Why do you keep putting down your sword? Hey, Basato. Your armor is already on. Hey, Baba Basato. Come on, it's time to fight. It's time to go to work. It's time to kill off those demons right now. Hey, Baba Basato. Come on. Hey, Baba Basato. Put on the armor right now. Put on the helmet right now. When you know it's unrighteous, God says, check it right now. When you feel funny, that's the Spirit of God telling you what's right. Come on, come on. Operating the strength of the Lord. Call upon the Lord. He'll give you his strength. Come on, come on, come on, come on. God wants to encourage you. He wants to encourage you. Come on. He's shown you how much he loves you. On the daily basis. Now it's just time to change your behavior towards him. Come on. You haven't messed up. You continue. I know you doubt it, but God says no. He's showing you. He's proving you. Come on. Come on, let him prove you. Let him prove you. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, God's rescuing you. He's rescuing you right now. He's rescuing you right now. Give it all over to him. He's rescuing you. He's throwing you right now. He's the only way. He's the only way. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, come on, church. Come on, church. Let's give him some praise. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Come on, you seek his face. 
will. Seek his righteousness. Run after him. And all the things in your life will be put into place. Just run after him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. I surrender, Lord. I give it all to you right now, Lord. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for what you brought me through, Lord. I just want to be more like you, Lord. I just want to be more like you, Lord. I just want to be more like you, Jesus. That's my heart's desire, Lord. Hey, Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, break free. Come on, break free. Hey, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Come on, church. Praise the Lord. We thank you, Jesus. God has a hand about you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hasha. Hey, Baba Glory to your name, Jesus. My, my, my. Yes. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Pastor. Pastor, Baba Baba. 
glory to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Yes. Time. There's still time, God says. There's still time. Hey, sir. Hey, sir. Bye bye. Yes, Lord. God, one more praise. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We welcome all of you that have joined us today. Please remember to pray for the lost, the sick, the backslidden, and for our fellowship, all of our associated churches. 
If you have any prayer needs, please text or call Minister Camille Moten. The number is listed in the bulletin. Women's chat will meet Saturday, January 20th from 2 to 4 p.m. The topic of discussion will be chapters 1 through 5 of the book of Esther. So make sure that you read up and they hope to see you there. If you're interested in joining the group, please uh, talk with or text Minister Camille Moten. And if you're free anytime between noon and 1 p.m. on Wednesdays, please join us here for a time of prayer at the church. Even if you can only stay 10 to 15 minutes, come and agree in prayer. Are there any other announcements? Praise the Lord. We're dismissed in Jesus' name.